Hello everybody and welcome to Stat Check episode 77, patented quintuple nerf. Uh, we are here going to be going through all of the odds and ends from the balance data slate as well as anything vaguely interesting that's happened over the last couple of weeks in for last person 40k we will be getting joined by anthony at some point in the next 15 minutes or so he um forgot it was tuesday so we will have him when he is available <laughs> <laughs> can only apologize for that for everybody who was desperately desperately waiting for their fix of mr violet's vanilla uh i'm ennis i'm joined by nathan today for the show we hope you are all doing wonderfully uh on this day of our daughter's balance data slate. <laughs> yes. Um, Is that what we're going with yeah. today? You come to me on the day of Anthony's balance data slate and you tell him the Drakari aren't the best army in the game. The slate's got huge tracks of sheet changes. I don't know. I'm out of ideas. <laughs> huge, huge tracks of lame world ears nerfs. Um <laughs> so I am uh, gonna do a little bit of housekeeping before we get straight into the nitty-gritty. We have already done two and a half hours of data slate review content. Myself, Jeremy, and Tim went live at 5 p.m. UK, 12 p.m. Eastern, and we recorded. We went through the rules commentary. We went through the index card changes. We went through the points changes. We went through the balance data slate, and we went through the Dracari detachment. It is, as I said, 150 minutes long. If you want to see all of our incendiary and immediate takes on that, that is the place to be. Ideally, I'm going to take a bit of a step back from this one, which I know will shock a lot of people, me taking a step back from not talking a bunch. But Nathan and uh, Anthony trying to get a bunch of their thoughts and really go through uh, their perspectives on it, as well as me having had, like, and I'll try and go through some of like the, the highlights of anything that gets missed out. But I would really recommend, if there's anything specific you want to hear, hear our takes on for myself, Jeremy, and Tim, go and check out the two and a half hour, I think it's just called like bonus, bonus content January data slate or something like that. It should be on the YouTube live section. Go and check that out. It is by far going to be better than um because we're going to miss stuff we're you know this is an hour and a half show with some questions at the end we are not going to be oh my god there's an anthony we are not going to be going through literally everything that happened in the data slate today because we have already done it to an hour shown it this is for anthony and nathan mostly to get their points across and for myself and everybody else to cover some of the biggest impact changes um that was also broadly we tried to couch it as a little bit more of a positive show i don't know what the vibe for this one's going to be but anthony's here so i can never promise niceness <laughs> I mean, how are you doing, Anthony? Mister, forgot it was Tuesday. Uh, I'm good. Uh, doing a lot of stuff, like work things, finishing, and... finishing your work. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm just hustling through the myriad responsibilities that I have. Uh, just doing my best to make it through. Good. How have you been today? Uh, I've been better, but I've been worse. Like today wasn't too bad on the scale of days. Um, I think we should uh, we should check off my bit. We should do my bingo sheet at some point later on in the episode and go through and see how many of them we feel like we hit. Yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> that could be a thing. Um, I've definitely spent more time in the demons index today than I expected to. Um, so that was that was kind of cool. Um, hot take: the Drakari stuff is really cool and not actually going to be that good in the meta we end up with. And that's where I think that's going to land. But I guess we'll see how it goes. Hey, we got to let people play it, right? That's right. 
So with that then, there is, I believe, Nathan, not a ton of stats this week. We're going to run through a very top list of what won tournaments this weekend um, as we kind of capstone the last of the balance dates. Like, we will probably have another couple of weeks of old data coming through. It is always worth remembering. Any events this weekend are very unlikely to be using this unless they have very late submissions. For example, ITT is using it. It's not going to be using it because we submitted this last week. Um, and then the next weekend, it starts becoming more likely we'll probably have like a 30 70 split with new being 70 and then after that we should start getting into sort of like mid-february we'll start seeing everything what that really means is we're probably gonna need a couple of weeks of data to really know how everything lands you know there's obviously the immediate um responses of we're going to see a bunch of stuff and it's going to be very obvious that some things are broken so very obvious that some things are not but there were there will be builds that emerge of things that people just haven't put together yet things that people are still hobbing up and all that kind of thing that we will see this meta continue to solidify and shape itself over the course of probably the next month to two months to two months we are going to see a drastic step back from a bunch of armies that were really really strong that now do not exist in the same capacity in the metagame eldar are taking a very significant drop in power whether that removes them from the game or not unlikely plan for night spinners don't, don't be an idiot but you probably don't have to worry about lr being 30 percent of the games you play if you want to try and win a tournament and there's going to be a lot of space of things that come up because of the second order changes of what's good because it doesn't have to plan for LR the same way anymore what's good because it's enough to plan for chaos space means the same way anymore what do those armies do to adapt and then how does the metagame adapt to that adaptation so give it some time on the nothing works for my faction kind of stuff because there will be something almost inevitably unless you're admec really sorry admec um but what that means to say is end of february we'll probably start having some relevant data that we can start feeding back to you um in terms of like you know more than just hot takes because you know you are all here for the hot takes just as much as anything else but give it some time give it some room to grow we are stepping out of for the first time a world where eldar are probably potentially not even probably potentially not one of the two best armies in the game for what's been six months now so give the better game some room to grow some room to breathe it'll be all right with that said nathan take us into the stats sure i mean i'm not going to talk about anything really except who won gts essentially because be honest the stats like innis said because innis like ran my entire spiel that i was going to do about stats Sorry. going into into the balance data slate which is keep calm carry on don't panic, you know, a lot of different things, but you can panic a little bit as a dream. Yes, I'm going to give you leave to panic just a tiny bit. If you're world eaters, if you're world eaters, you can panic a little bit. Nobody else is allowed to panic, though. That's it. Eldar players, if you try to panic, I'm going to throw a Yinkarn at your head because it's not time to panic. If you're an Eldari player, just just wait. And admin players, you can't panic. You should have done that when your codex dropped. It's true. So, honestly, there's not, like, a lot to say about this last weekend. It was kind of an odd weekend, although it was an interesting weekend because it's one of the few weekends where Eldari didn't win a GT using the current set of rules prior to the balance data slate. Uh, Marines had three GT-sized wins, two of them being a Vanguard, uh, which includes the largest event of the weekend, which is the Uprising Adelaide. Adelaide Uprising? I don't know. The large Australian event. Uh, then Black Templar picked up the third one. Chaos Knights won an event. Guard won two events. I think doubling their total 10th edition wins for GTs. Uh, CSM managing to pull off two last-minute GT wins before the balance data slate ends their lives competitively. Necrons continue rolling on with a GT win. Orcs won a GT. And then Votan picked up a GT win. Hold on, Chris. Oh, yeah, that's Good Chris. Good job, Chris. <laughs> that's kind of it for talking about 
stuff. I mean, we're going to, it's going to take four weeks probably to really figure out what's going on. Um, oh, good job, Ben. <laughs> I actually didn't in the YouTube chat for winning that GT event over the weekend. Um, I did not personally look at the list. That is Jeremy's, uh, Sisyphean task of pushing a rock uphill forever is validating your all's list. But I'm now I'm going to go find it. I'm going to look at the title of it or Innis or somebody can look it up. I'm definitely not doing it. So, okay. I'll do it later then and I'll laugh at it, no doubt. But other than that, wait four weeks, then we'll have true numbers. I mean, hot take Necrons are now the best army in the game. Uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> so hot. And. I know the hot, the hottest cold take that anybody has ever taken live on the air of this I show. I mean, there are no demons, might but... be good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Anthony had to do his best to just like make me sad about Drukari for a moment, which is fine. That's fine. It's fine. Me and Anthony can talk about how we feel about the slate, I guess, now because that's what else is there to talk about. That's fair. Besides. I want to do a quick bit of housekeeping on my one thing from the weekend, uh, which is that I uh, dropped from a GT because I submitted an illegal list, which was a really stupid thing to do. Uh, and I had a great time not playing on Sunday because of it. Um, check your lists, guys. I, I realize this is a stupid thing to say. We've just had a balanced data slate. The app is going to be up to date. But if you're building lists you know, anywhere, you're looking at enhancements that will change points costs, double check, do the points properly, submit a list properly. Like, don't be an idiot. Spend the $5. Use the app that makes this not a thing. Yeah, except I'm not going to do that because its format sucks and I hate it and I'd rather I'd almost rather drop a GT than submit a list in that format. So that's the bold words. Let me, now let me make the joke, Anthony. It's fine. Um, yeah, don't don't do that. It's dumb. Um, cool. With that said, let's get into the balance data slate. So I'm going to do a very brief. Uh, I don't know what came out for anybody who hasn't, as I said, seen the two and a half hour saga that we covered already. We had. Mm -hmm. A balance data slate, a index cards update, which includes a bunch of balance updates that I don't think was weird that we weren't in the balance data slate. We saw a rules commentary update, which cleaned up a bunch of um, like edge cases in vernacular and also a bunch of very common use cases. Um, we saw the actual balance data slate itself, and we saw a brand new Drakari detachment. So there are a ton of cool things in there. Anthony and Nathan, where would you like to start? If you want to hear my thoughts on anything besides the specific stuff, like I said, go and check out the Drakari video. I'm here to facilitate these boys today. I think the best place to start is just like giving the slate like an initial grade and then we can kind of go from there and kind of talk about like general thoughts about some stuff. I don't know, Anthony, what would what grade would you give GW for their balanced data slate this time around? Um, I think the singles meta is going to be net worse than it is now. But... It'll be a bunch of different stuff, so that's kind of cool. Um, I think there are very few things that stand between a competent Necron player and victory at this point. Like, not a lot of them. Um, I think that there was definitely a mistake made with that not changing, and I think if you ignore that giant abject failure, then the rest of the slate's pretty good. So, a couple of questions on that one. First one is, what do you think does have a chance of standing up against Necrons? Um, I think that Orcs can do it. I think that... 
it gets real thin after that. Um, maybe not like, see a lot of the other stuff I'm like, Oh, you could. And then I'm like, Oh no, this, um, a lot of their natural predators got chewed up. Like CSM getting demolished was not good for that specific thing. Uh, world eaters taking it on the chin a little bit was a bit rough there. Um, a world eater player who is lucky and does not experience the favor nerf in the game, still favored against Necrons, probably. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't really. There's not really a lot. Like it's like exactly orcs, and then even then, there's like a lot of room in that matchup for Necrons to swing it. I'll say the matchups felt not terrible from the um, Black Templars Ironstorm side. Like that army does have all the capacity to put damage through on them. Um, obviously, Necrons are still very good at scoring, so it still gets touch and go, but it's not felt like unplayable. It depends a lot on the build of, of the build that you're looking at as well. Yeah, um, for sure. There's also a degree of like for anybody who's out there, like we are coming out of a meta game, as we said, where there were a bunch of top five players, right? Like you had to account for Eldar and um CSM when you were building lists to play against the top armies. Now you can probably get into just you're only building for Necrons, right? Unless there's other top predators. So you might be able to skew your list to a point where it doesn't matter. You might not be able to, but we are going to see a an exploration of options. Right. I think guard is probably up there as well. Um but I think that the Necrons built appropriately still like can smash on guard. Um <laughs> I mean Necrons I might guard. find themselves with the Eldar problem of getting far too circular on themselves right of eating their own tail of trying to build the, ne the necron list is the best into necrons rather than into anything else and then becoming exploitable like what happened to lgt right yeah with Eldar, um so. we'll see it feels like the guard matchup's a little terrain dependent as well because there are like some guard data sheets that are like really good into necrons and then there are some that are just like terrible i think it just depends on what you ultimately build but i think that guard is one of the strongest armies in the game now um i feel like it'd be very difficult to debate that um but yeah, I don't, I don't like broadly have great things to say. Um, I think a lot of the stuff, a lot of the ways a lot of this went down is unfortunate. Um, I was glad to see a couple of the rules clarification things. Um, though I do think the rules clarification things also hold like outside of Necrons going untouched, like the single most confusing decision in this which is the, the... What were the good ones and what were the bad ones? The, uh... Like, the the modifying... Like, ignoring modifiers affecting AP and damage seemed very obvious. Um, like, that should be a yes. thing and is now codified as a thing. Um, but, like, the one that causes me, like, like true psychic damage is, like, the stacking of rules one being confirmed. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck... Thought that was a good idea. Every time that something like this happens, I just like look back at ninth sad. Like every time we have to be like, no, actions are actually actions and not a weird pseudo not charged thing. Or like, you know, we get three red master stacks of something or like stuff like that. Anytime look, anything they just anytime something really like that happens, I'm just like, uh why? Um, they just really wanted to sell Blood Thrones, Anthony. <laughs> I can't actually, off the top of my head, think of another instance of that mattering, really. Uh, guard. Like, overlapping fields of fire. Yeah, that sucks. Even then, it's still expensive. It's not but... that expensive. It's 2 it's CP. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. For plus 2 um, CP? For the whole army? <laughs> the plus one was free, though, right? So, 
It's a one. <laughs> I get it. I get it. It's good, but it's like that and overlapping. And then and Rainmaster. Is there another one? Not that probably matters, but I also don't play armies that do this, so maybe. That's fair. I mean, I think the the example from the balance data slate was just funny. They're like, yeah, if you have two great unclean ones, they each make that unit minus one toughness. Hell yeah. For my triple so, great unclean <laughs> one wrist, we're going to drop the incarnate I mean, toughness seven. Killer they are 200. Eight, and, uh, strength eight flash hounds. They're like 230 points now. Somebody's definitely running like yep. two or three great unclean You totally could. You shouldn't. All I'm saying is, if you triple you stack should. the minus one toughness on something, and then you triple buff the Ren Master against the same target, Flesh Hounds become strength eight, Yinkarn becomes toughness seven, you can wound her with your damage four. And <laughs> <laughs> as you broke Anthony. Okay. Um, I'm going to just give him a grade, and then I'm going to explain. So like each part of this gets a grade. I think even though I don't agree with all of the rules clarifications in the rules clarification document, the fact that GW did it and like very carefully explained a bunch of things and clarified a bunch of pain points from the community gets an A from me. I don't have to agree with everything that they do. I don't have to think everything's right that they do. But the fact that they did it and they executed on it, I agree with. Um, when it comes to... The balanced data slate itself, I'm giving GW a C plus because I think they like did the patented casual double nerf to world eaters in a way that like didn't make a ton of sense to me. And then despite like the slate being pushed all the way to the end of January, didn't touch on anything from Necrons or Adept Mechanicus like at all, despite it being pretty clear that there were problems um approaching very quickly from necrons and if they if the way it looks right now and then what anthony said earlier is that necrons look very poised to essentially just be new the new eldari menace for the situation and i don't know if we want three months of just anything happening from necrons just continuously from then on especially when all their natural predators essentially got nerfed in the process which was probably the only thing preventing necrons from winning all of the gts on a month-to-month -month basis instead of just most of them remember that week where um, they won like four of seven or whatever it was there was that week where they won nottingham and then like everything else yeah, yeah. <laughs> and They'd already picked up the pace. So, and this is something that we talked about a little bit in the backstage is that GW nerfed world leaders harder who had won less GTs over the course of 10th than Necrons won in three weeks. No, Necrons in one weekend won twice as many as world leaders had the whole edition. Yep. And there were two super majors. The two largest super majors in January were both won by Necrons. In different detachments. Yep. Um, and so it's like, I'd hope that GW would be self-aware enough at that point to put some breaks in place on the army that is clearly going to turn into an absolute disaster after they put the other nerfs into place. Yeah. I... So that's like my major disappointment of the slate is that they did a good job with Eldari. I think the nurse that they did to Eldari, like pull back on most of the painful things that people have of the play experience in Eldari, except for spinners, the except for spinners, which actually funnily enough, I think spinners got better. Yeah. I was going to say, sometimes that debuff is worse <laughs> to deal with. 
it's yeah. If you even if you have advance and charge, like you're suddenly taking not just the minus two movement from not being able to advance, so but you're also taking a minus two on the charge step of it and a minus two on the advance if you do have advance and charge. So you're actually collectively minus six inches total from that whole process. I mean, that's still on out. It's like. Yes, in that situation, if you roll average on your advance, it's net slightly better, right? Five, like five point five inches versus, um, like the six inches you would lose um, from the minus two advance and charge. But if you don't advance, in, if you don't have advance and charge or anything like that, then it's just net worse, like in terms yeah. of um, yeah. for for the for the player on the receiving. Yeah, right. I was say, yeah. Uh, it's just net worse if you don't have advance and charge in the situation where you're trying to charge. What it doesn't affect is anybody who's trying to shoot at Eldar in the same way. You know, like crisis suits mm-hmm. you gain. You know, fought, gain what four inches of six inch movement out of this. Like there are definitely units that it's strongly true. benefit from it changing this way. So yeah. it's probably net neutral, but combined with the points change and the less miracle dice to throw away on like doing dev wounds and things like that, I think it does net out to like night spinners meaningfully getting worse. That's fair. Um, not enough. The probably, loss of but the loss of fate change. dice is like probably the bis- biggest mechanical change to Eldar is just the loss of half their fate dice. I don't even, which... I don't even think that's going to fucking matter, but that's just me. Yeah, I think we'll find out. I think the Eldar builds are going to change. You won't see the Incarn maybe as often as you do currently. The Incarn's still good. It's just not like you can't yo-yo the fuck out of it based on your opponent fucking up sequencing during their think... turn. Everybody who's played against the current Yinkarn will not care about the new one. In the sense that, like, yeah, she's broken, but everybody's so used to playing against the other version that, like, I don't think you will see her very much anymore. Mm-hmm. You can, like, gaslight yourself into trying to ignore her now, which is funny. You shouldn't, but you can. I mean, you can, like, charge her now and shoot other things, which is a significant change to how playable that kind of thing she is, right? Yeah. yeah. You no longer get the feels bad of... I accidentally shot this unit before doing this other thing that I should have done, and now the Incarn teleports all the way across the field and I can't do anything about it. Or getting overwatched and she disappears. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's some, like, little things that improve because of the change, but it's it's still the same. And the Eldari index is deep enough that I've already seen, like, 20 different builds proposed that are actually substantially different from one another for how to approach moving forwards. Although it also contains like a bunch of caveats about a bunch of Eldari players being like, but we probably can't beat Necrons, so neat. <laughs> they certainly can. <laughs> it's not even fucking close. I uh, oh. I do enjoy the idea of never having to play against Wraithguard again. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, they gotta they gotta like go to jail nerf. That was cool. Yeah, they did get the. Well, we were going to nerf the one thing and then the other thing and then the third thing so that all the stacking effects that were making Wraithguard good are just gone. So that book just kind of like they just slide back onto the shelf next. It feels like they wrote it as like, hey, here are some options for what you can do for this data slate to nerf some overperforming armies. And then the person looked at that and went bet and then printed it like just Mm -hmm. the whole thing for every army that got nerfed, by the way. That's what it feels like. They were just like, yeah. Interesting. Called Pura Cursed. Not Pura Cursed, actually. But no, Pura Cursed a little bit. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> getting, yeah, getting the quintuple nerf is a little... <laughs> what the, the, fuck? the thing to me will just never be that I watched World Leaders get two nerfs, each of which would have fixed some of the pain points that they talked about in the Metal Watch video. 
just fine, but they did both of them. And then they were, were I'm like, not surprised that world leaders pan- players are panicked. And then they like shivved them with points. Like the points nerf was disrespectful because <laughs> it wasn't like actually that big of a deal, but it was just like, what? <laughs> like just enough. <laughs> yeah. Just enough to hurt. Yeah. And I, yeah, the world leader changes confuse me in the sense that I really feel like if you wanted to make the army more fair, the way you do that is by upping Angron and dropping 8-bound rather than leaving 8-bound like, more expensive and leaving Angron the same. Just make Angron a once per game. What the fuck are we even doing? It's so confusing. Yeah. Why did the or, you know, you why did the Glaive lose the D3 attacks on the charge? The damage thing I get. What the fuck? Yeah, there's... I don't know. There were some choices. I think World Eaters are kind of going to slot into the genes that are called slot of armies that are never allowed to actually be good. They were good. Because before yeah. now they might now they're good like with less reliability. Yeah. I think yep. you can still build. Like I was looking at it. You can still build I'm it. I'm gonna try and it, it probably still, still plays well. Yeah. It is a uh... it's just not gonna be the same and it's going to be extremely susceptible to your like freaking blood die roll being just bad. Yeah. Like you're just occasionally going to get screwed by your blood roll. And that's it. And because okay. works now. That's true. He can, he can true. attach that is to nice. a unit. You still don't want to do that, but you can attach him to a unit and have it have it all work. Um, it is what it is. Like the If you just get lucky, same shit. And if you don't, that'll happen sometimes. I think probably what'll happen is that you play world leaders as an army that doesn't have advance in charge. And then, like, sometimes you have advance and charge, and you go, oh, okay, sick. Uh, but your play pattern as the eater is to be like, we have plus two move. Just, that's what you plan around. Um, you have the feel of pain and the plus two move, probably, and that's kind of Yeah, that's, 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 your life. that's your life now. Angron probably yeah. isn't coming back. Don't get him fucking killed, because you're gonna... <laughs> you're gonna need a... You're gonna need that not to happen. Um... I will say that even though Anthony is not incredibly excited for Drakari, I am like so happy oh. to see like even a vague whoa, 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 whoa. return to like. Whoa! I didn't say that like at all. I am super excited about Drakari, <laughs> but I also <laughs> unfortunately played against Necrons with them, and I know what that looks like now, and I can't not have that information now that it's happened to me. That's fair. It feels like you could probably beat like some Necron players. I don't think not I think I could most hand, Necron players. I think I could hand my little sister who has never played a game of Warhammer the list that I played against today and play her as Drukari and I think I would lose. God bless Necrons. <laughs> I do think I'm going to have the most fun of my life, though, losing to that Necrons players as Lilith and like 10 witches come out of a freaking raider or Dude. like maybe multiple Lil- Venoms and just yeah. pile drive some warrior unit like. Oh, yeah. Lilith, into needs, the ground. Lilith needs five <laughs> friends. Like, that's it. Any infantry unit in the game is fucked when Lilith and five homies show up. That shit is very fun. Um. Yeah. I also think that like the Incubus unit with 
archons is just going to be hilarious. It's coming fun. Out like the whole thing is super anything. fun. To like, do. Things are going to be it's, great. It's a great army for a meta that doesn't exist. I think if we were playing something like adjacent to like quasi reasonable Warhammer, I think Drakari would be nuts because they don't do that. They play very like non conventional shell game transport in and out shit. In a world of like three inch deep striking star gods with half damage and five up feel no pain, maybe not the meta for the really fragile elves that get slaughtered by them all having sustained for some reason. But, you know, no king rules forever. And maybe, maybe someone will look at the fact that Necrons have won all the shit and not gotten any changes and we'll get some, we'll get a little bit of help. But I just don't think that, like, if I was a singles boy right now, I would not be playing Jukari. I think they're cool. I think that playing something uh, other than, like, Krons or something with a very real game into Krons is lying to yourself about your odds for singles. I'm extremely jazzed to dust off, like, my first fully painted army, though. I can't lie. Bro. I took them out of their giants. I took them out of their big old storage container. Yeah. Because I haven't played them all of 10th edition, basically. Except on TTS when I, like, got real sad at how many dark light things I had to stuff into the list and how quickly they died. Um. Instead, now occasionally I'm going to just jam knives into somebody and then die horrifically, but I've had a Dude, fun time on I the mean, way. a lot of the times, like, what they're doing is really cool, and a bunch of their mechanics are really interesting. I think Jukari is a fantastic example of, like, a well-designed, high-skill cap, like, thing. But you die just immediately. Like, I cannot exaggerate the rate at which Venoms that did not get the vehicle toughness increase die. They die yeah. so fast that, like, even I, who has played with Venoms in the past and knows that they are squishy, got shot by, like, I had a Locust Heavy Destroyer unit split each of the Locusts into one Venom and kill all three Venoms. And I was like, what the fuck? They just all died. And I was like... <laughs> It's be it's definitely because they like looked at the Drukari codex from last edition. They're like, what if we took all of those invulnerable saves on their units and reduced them all by one? And like, <laughs> like, look, fucking... at the end of it came out the Drukari index. Even now, where everything basically Dude, has a six up and you die. Save. I like it's been a trip, right? Like, world leaders are not a particularly tanky army. Like, even some of the variants of like CSM that I was playing earlier in the edition, and like most of the armies I've played most of the time are not like the tankiest thing on the planet. But holy mm -hmm. fucking moly, has it been a while since I've played, like, even the last time that I played Elves was Harlequins, right? Which weren't that squishy. Playing Jukari again has been a wild ride. Like, someone shoots, like, the three pencil guns out of the side of the tank and just wipes your squad. You're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so <laughs> wild just watching stuff get erased. <laughs> like, you're either binarily in a transport and untouchable or just dead. Like, dead. Like, I had a, tr a, a transport blew up near two of my squads and just killed half of each of them. And I was like, all right, I guess those are not combat effective units anymore. I guess they just go over there now. Yeah, it was... Uh, we need something that's softer than glass. It's really a mashed potato cannon. Yeah, it, it fires real hard the one time and then it's just gone. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it, I, like... Yeah, yeah. What what Ashley just said is a fantastic example of what playing Drakari is like. For those of you that are just listening, it is, I just played a game where I brought five witches in to do teleport homers, and my opponent shot them with half a cult of squad and killed them all. That is, like, the Drakari experience in 10th 
to a T. Even yeah. how many um how many units of elves do you think are redemptor dreadnought could reasonably split fire and kill? How many does he have? Like <laughs> all it's of just them. whatever the whole yeah. thousand point army is exposed in front of that redemptor. All I of cannot them. I cannot exaggerate enough how fucking flabbergasted I was when the heavies were just like one, two, three with the anti-infantry gun and <laughs> killed all three of them. And I was just like <laughs> <laughs> those are supposed to at least be like stealth and have like a little bit of being like edge not dying just all yeah gone. i uh i i believe yeah it was it was wild like i again and it's not like again the army is good it definitely does a bunch of really cool stuff but holy fucking moly it it is just gonna go away the, i think uh, people will be like world leaders at least had a feel no pain and some other stuff to kind of defend them the a little power bit armor <laughs> And power armor, yeah. And a three-up base save. Yeah. Um, this army is defended by paper saves, paper and vulnerable saves, and maybe stealth to occasionally make you the, miss stuff. The other one that's like super funny <laughs> is like we all have like a you know a, a memory in our mind of what the thick city units were like. Um, they also did not get a toughness increase in tenth. So now when you shoot at grotesques and talos they just like they're just dead uh you can like use a big unit of grotesques to like make the game start you know you put them out it's a lot of wounds with the feel no pain and like you know wink wink and invuln but like it's not gonna be there for very long if they have the right type of guns but yeah like broadly very fun like super enjoyable to use i'm enjoying being back on them it's definitely like a nice change of pace um, I'm very excited for them. I'm just also like having played a couple of games with them now, trying to be realistic about the fact that like if people remember that instead of cutting the indirect that went up 30 points out of their list, they can just remove a trash unit and that'll cover all the indirect nerfs. Like that that part of the meta is going to be like, ah, oh, ah, oh, nuggets. Because like none of the indirect nerfs <laughs> do like the indirect penalty the shit for a venom like you already had stealth and cover ain't saving you so it, like it's definitely the if your gun has ap i'm going to my six up invulnerable save yeah covers not helping me out when my invulnerable save and my regular save are like right next to They're each other close. yeah it's not good so yeah it, i'm just saying like you, should, you have every right to be excited about jakari they're super fun they're very skill testing but just be aware that like Necrons are an abomination. Just not much Necrons. <laughs> Dude, I think you could beat like most of a Jukari army by trading 1,800 points of Marines into the middle of the field and then kill the entire thing with two Reapers. Like two Gladiator Reapers that, activating into yeah. the Jukari army would just kill that all does of not, it. That does <laughs> like every elf that stood <laughs> out is gone. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, it's a good job you're immune to Overwatch as well. That one unit I won't. is, uh, is if, as long as it got out of a transport. Oh, there was you a... You can kill God on, for a moment. There was an important <laughs> thing, too, about this that like a lot of people will miss that was pointed out to me that I had missed before this was uh, a thing. So there was a change made to transports with bases um, that instead of just being within three inches of them to get back in, for a transport with a base, you now have to get... If you finish a normal advance or fallback, you have to finish wholly within three of a transport with a base. Um, that was not necessarily always how that worked, but does change a bunch of stuff. Also, a lot of the things for the Drakari, um, like the Drakari stratagem to get back into a boat and the Drakari, like the Venom itself, you have to be wholly within for a lot of these rules. It is 
not the end of the world, but is really easy to get scammed out of by your charge roll. So just like be on top of that, keep that in mind, and like be real on top of the pre-measuring with that because it's real easy to fuck that up. And again, not to hit this point too hard, but if you end up out of your boat, you're not going to be there for the following turn. So, like, just keep an eye on that. It is wholly within for a lot of that. It's not just within. That's it. That's good to know. Yeah. I was weirded out by that detachment not having fire and fade. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Fuck fire and fade. I was weirded out by that detachment. Dude, I got my scourges tagged in one of the games. I got, no, I got tagged in one of the games. I oh. just couldn't do anything. There was no fault I can do stuff. That has never happened to me playing elves. I got a unit tagged, and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm trapped forever. Yeah. Please help. Uh, I don't know. I'm like, I'm very excited about that army, but I'm also very cognizant of the fact that I was watching some people panic when they first read it this morning. And I was like, guys, just this is the one time where those chain swords that people were telling you to equip will kill everything. <laughs> I mean, changes are like strength six AP two now. If you're playing Blood Angels, so yeah, they're just you're just gonna you're gonna go right through a Drukari army because they are the epitome of glass cannon. If the glass was one millimeter thick, if that, if that, um, shall we talk CSM? Okay, sure. Those projects. Oh, I played a few games of them. <laughs> um, so weirdly, for CSM in my experience so far, because what I was trying with them was mostly um, like, hey, let's try and maintain the same idea, but play it with a little bit less stuff. Um, so first thing off rip, uh, the zeal change is huge. Um, I know it, like, if you don't play the army, it may not seem like that big of a deal because you're like, it already has real warms and stuff like that. But one of the games that I played, I was playing into a list that had a whole bunch of stealth. Stealth? And it was, like, night and fucking day shooting Forge Fiends. Like, the the degree to which I was just, like, zealed Forge Fiend into target should kill it. Blah! Not, nope. Not even almost. Like, often doing more damage to myself than the targets. Um, that's because Profane Zeal just does wound rerolls now. Just right? wound rerolls, yeah. It doesn't... And you cannot use it on non-undivided units at all for reroll ones anymore. Correct, which is a pretty big deal because, like, the theoretical pivot of a lot of this is, like, you move to Slanesh Legionnaires... You're basically doing the same thing where you're like paying a CP to get out of a transport and like run onto an objective. You maybe keep the Lord in the unit. You can get rerolls to hit. The unit gives you rerolls to wound. Like you're advancing and charging this, that. No, that doesn't work anymore. Um, the mark locking on top of the strat changes on top of the point nerfs has been pretty rough. Um, the demon ally change was also another nerf like over top of that, um, which didn't feel great. Um, you still run in Cypher again if you want to loan up, kids. Yeah, so, like, there's a lot of, like, little things that added up, but honest to God, like, the point changes weren't the end of the world. Like, I, the list I played felt like it had a pretty good amount of stuff still. Like, it still managed Triple Chosen. Like, you're... Yeah. I still had Triple Chosen, Triple Forge Fiend, Triple Warp Talon. Like, I had a lot of stuff, but I just didn't, like, do things at the same rate. Like, I would get into melee and, like, not kill shit, or I would shoot with, like, the full gas pedal down and like not kill things and that kept being like oh fuck this is gonna be an issue um yeah, the list that really gets fucked on points is the accursed and the chosen list yeah that list is funny. just like not a thing anymore um no yeah accursed on the other hand got even more nerfed somehow than chosen yeah they got uh, which is incredible they got drilled they're what just the gone <laughs> so the the curse one itself went up points the dark commune went up points 
Uh, Dark Obscuration got nerfed, Profane Zeal got nerfed, the unit lost regeneration in both players' command phases, and it lost a point of OC. So you could arguably say that there were six nerfs, but five of them will apply to a unit at a given time, depending on Zeal and uh, Dark Obscuration. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was really pretty crazy. Um yeah, a lot of nerfs. I mean, like I again, fair enough, like the CSM build that was too good was like much too good, but I think for the most part, CSM was a problem they could have solved with points and instead just hit them with like the kitchen sink. Um you would have had to hit them with more points than they got hit with ultimately. But like, is it probably healthier in total? That like for the long term of the game that the Nurgle strat changes, sure, but probably change it in all instances, not just for CSM. But yeah, there's a lot of like little things with that that like add up. I think to be something quite big, but we'll see how it shakes out. I need more games with CSM. Specifically, was the best version of it in the sense that the GSCs one is infantry only. And yeah, yeah, for sure. I think you, but... I think you could have just made the CSM one infantry only, right? Or you could have done something with that infantry and mounted, or yeah, sure, whatever you want. But like, not um, what ended up happening. I think. Where would you then look at pivoting with CSM? Sorry, so before you, I think the um, where I'm going to look at next. I need to test the army into some builds that it's not so disfavored into. Like as an example, right? Actually. Um, the matchup into Jukari, to New Jukari is rough. Like, New Jukari fucks CSM up. I think if Jukari had just gotten a new detachment and then just been, like, shoved into the meadow with no data slate, I think they would have been awesome, actually. Because I think they can do, like, okay into Eldar enough that at least you're, like, kind of playing a game of Warhammer. And then they're... They would have been, I think, quite good into CSM. Um, but we don't get to live in that world. Um, but for CSM themselves, I still really like Chosen. Like, Chosen are still really good, especially when led by a Lord. That whole package went up, but not by so much as to be crazy. I do think you need to play around with what marks you're using, maybe. Um, it is worth exploring Slanesh Legionaries versus, like, you know, with, like, two Slanesh Legionary units in a Slanesh Rhino going to do stuff. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with Warp Talons when I played with them, but that's, like, kind of a thing that I've run into a bunch. Um... So there's like a bunch of like again like a bunch of little things I don't really know. I am very confident you need demon allies. I am not confident you will have them in a team. <laughs> so as the the last kind of thing in there is obviously you were a big proponent of Abaddon and Terminators. Is that a build that you'd be looking at at all at the moment? No, that obviously it seems like a pretty reasonable thing into Necrons. But... No, that build died when uh, melee became real. Um, the best thing about that build was that you got to Nurgle Strat seven hundred points of your army at a time against the shooting meta. But now that people have like real melee like as an example right like the nerfed moe glaive like skull drags abaddon and then kills four of his friends like it's like it's just like okay cool the unit's too expensive for it to be as flimsy defensively as it is because it doesn't do anything defensively other than just be like two up four up boys with nothing else they have three wounds yeah. like armor contempt if you really need god it. fuck you better even you better really need it that's an expensive ass armor contempt like yeah it's just not <laughs> really a unit that can work in the context of how warmer warhammer is played in 10th yeah. right now um and then is there a world where you start looking at just solo abaddon again sort of like what sako was playing like wpc era? you might get away with it just for the sake of like it buffs your shooting castle enough that you get like close to getting old zeal again, right? Um, but it, I think, I think you honestly run into similar issues. It's something that I'm probably going to explore. 
Um, but right now I need to know, like, for an example, like my entire focus is on getting ready for Pyra, right? Um, cause, it, cause, cause as much as Pyra is like a cool practice, like practice event where like all the teams go to like blood new people, it's still a tournament against really high level competition that I would like to do reasonably well at. Um, so I really need to know if I'll have access to CSM, to demons before I like go down the CSM rabbit hole further. Cause if I don't. I don't know that the army makes an eight. And if I do, I kind of have to figure out like how to what ratio I'm taking them. Um, and that'll that has obviously further list consequences downstream. So let's rotate to the next chaos faction essentially in line since we've talked about demons like peripherally a few times yep. and like talk about demons then. Um, so like what's going on with demons? How are we feeling about demons? It's, it's nothing that complex. They just got like big point cuts and the run master stacks now. And that's like pretty good. Um they're an army that's built out of invulnerable saves and high toughness characteristics. And like in 10th, like having that like combination of things is quite good. They obviously get like no benefit from AP going down because they're demons. But like that combination of factors means that like plus again the Ren Master stacking. I can't like express enough how much this bothers me. But the Ren Master stacking is really good. Um that buff is crazy. It's plus one strength. AP and damage. Um, and you're probably running cheap new Scarbrand, who has a plus one attack. Yeah, yeah. So it just is like, it really snowballs like wildly out of control very quickly to the point that like a Bloodletter unit with like one shot two big knights, if you could get the Ren Master buff to apply to both of them. It's like very silly. Um, so, yeah. So with that in mind, I think that combination of things is good. Um, you don't need to burn points on battle line for demons that only applies to their ally rule. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't aware, um, the data slate is not the best laid out for de for this specific thing on demons. Uh, the demonic pact rule is the demon is the rule that allows you to ally demons into other factions. That is the only section of the chaos demon rules that is required to have the one battle line unit per whatever thing. So you have to run a squad of pinks or, or blues in order to bring the changeling, for example. That only applies if you are playing the five hundred points cap of demon allies. Yep. So you Once. will see nurglings and very little else a lot of the time. Uh, unless you're important, unless you really badly want something. Yeah. Is that really the only things you're really thinking about seeing in singles allies then essentially kind of the same thing that you see currently? CK taking Nurglings and you might see stuff like, like there's a world where you could look at like the Great Unclean One and Nurglings as an ally because you know the minus one toughness ability for the Great Unclean One has is pretty good and he's a nice little, little beef he's boy. Just like a, same with Rot, I guess. Him, right? He's just like a big weird yeah. thing to remove. Raw, I guess, has a really weirdly good aura, which is like, I guess, like a six inch half movement aura, uh, which is really good coming in off of ingress and things like that. Like, can get really offensive for your opponent. Um, you might see Scarbrand and Bloodletters popping up a little bit. Like, that's a fairly efficient little option. I don't, I don't know if it gets there, yeah, but I don't if you it. don't have an ingress option naturally, it's not terrible. I just don't, like, of the armies that can ally that, I don't think that it's necessarily something you'll want. Yeah, that's fair. It's kind of one of those where, like, I could see something like CK wanting it in the sense that you want something that can, like, go in and pop a Technomancer. Like, maybe not, but it's the kind of thing that, like, might be worth exploring. Yeah. And then you might see, like, um, I think Demon, I don't think Demonets went down, but Plague Bearers have sticky objectives naturally, which is something that some armies might want if you wanted to go away from, like, playing Cultists and CSM and have something a little bit more backfield rigidity for Hypercrypt, for example. Uh, I could see that being an option as well. Yeah, it's like, there's a lot of, like, um, I think Demons might, like, might have just hit critical mass. The problem with demons, and I literally have a game at like whenever this ends to test them. But uh, like demons are a thing that has looked good on paper since the edition started, 
and yet every time we put them on a table, they get like fucking 16 forward. Unless I'm playing against Germany and I get distracted by a beautiful German man, then you get 812. Um, but the uh like their army is like it has a lot of good rules, it has a lot of good data sheets. Did it hit critical mass? Question marks. Maybe. Stay tuned. Yeah. Bellacor is still really expensive and doesn't do a lot besides have the best aura in the game. Yeah, I was gonna say his aura's bananas, oh. like his his aura of don't shoot me is bananas, his aura of shadow is wild, his gun is sick, and he still like slams you if you get in a melee with him if you bring him in the I have I, I played a couple games with um, demons recently just to like kind of get back into it because I'm they're one of my like WTC cover armies. Yeah. And the number of times I've charged Bellacor into like a thing he should just kill, and he just like Two ones to hit, two failed threes to wound, they pass a save on a two up, or you just roll crap on damage, and like an armiger that was at seven just like what just like shoots you in Dude, the face and yeah, melee. but that's like it's that's like, not oh. Bellacor's fault. It just feels it like Bellacor's fault. That's your <laughs> dice's fault. Yeah, but then you put Shalaxi on the table and she like kills God twice through I don't like, know. <laughs> I had Abaddon survive Shalaxi. I think that lady sucks. Anyway, that should not happen. But one yeah, one more question because we talked about it very briefly, and I think it's kind of important to touch on. Um, Anthony, you said Astra Militarum or Guard, I guess whatever. I don't know. Is like one of the top armies in the game known? Is that the current build that we're seeing with like Storm Swords and Bulgrin? Or are you talking about maybe a different build in for singles? Because I know like, we kind of tend to, to move back and forth on this yeah, show between no. teams and singles a lot. No army that runs a super heavy is good um or a flyer um so the that feels targeted so the <laughs> so the i'm not talking about the storm shadow kazakin manacord axe sword whatever the fuck that thing's called yeah are really good sheets you both are just gonna talk at the same time and ruin everything yeah. what what innocent the kazakin like bulgrin like i'm really good at the game okay. and get to do a bunch of stuff build is really good um they'll probably like cry about it and say that manticores were fine before and didn't need to get nerfed and then take them out of their list and then play a game without them and go oh wow this was really good then put it back in their list um but yeah that, that army's nuts they got buffed like for no reason and now we're gonna watch them dominate yeah the being able to do orders when you pop out of reserves or pop out of a transport is very very good. strong like i think you like, could already do it getting out of a transport nope, <laughs> nope. nope. that's last edition you could yeah you could do it there's like uh, what one of the chimera, chimera has, has the like ability, yeah. the chimera has the ability to, but coming out of the transport at the end of the turn or coming out of reserve and being able to good. do it, let's Kasser can do some wild nonsense with double orders. It's so good, it's very good. That that sheet somehow turned like full circle into back into being amazing again after last edition. Yeah where the bomb came in and did mortals to everybody now just comes out and just blasts you full of holes. Yeah, yeah they're not like I don't think guards going to be like the best army in the game, but I think they're like up there. Um they they just have all of the good they just have good efficient shooting, a recursion stratagem, the ability to stack AP, enough indirect to keep your opponent honest or go really hard into it and make yourself lose to any army that goes first and pressures you and then like some good ground holding units with like Sentinels, Kazakhin, Bulgrin, tank commanders. Like they just do a little bit of everything you need. Kazakhin are like if you played against last edition's Kazakin, Kazakin are not going to table you. Kazakin are just going to do a slight, a better job than 100 points should every time you use them. And they, and they, they just keep version. coming back. <laughs> yep. They're they're just like yep. a slightly too efficient unit in an army that doesn't have a lot of that, but when it does, it can really double down, and they're very good. Yep. 
Yeah, I think the other thing is that that army is going to be pretty sensitive to like player skill a little bit because it is still not super efficient in a lot of ways, but it is hyper efficient in 30 dudes, basically. Yeah. I hate playing against tank commanders so much. I cannot. You don't you don't like them dying and then hate. blowing you away from like across the table I, just repeating. Thankfully, that doesn't happen. When Although you kill them in melee. I know. <laughs> True. I think the the other thing that is a good point, and actually Bojangle and chat brought this up, is that Battleshock now prevents you from being able to use that stratagem on them since they're dead. Nids, let's go Nids. <laughs> Let me just get all. Why don't we want? We should also talk about Nids. I think, I think Nids is a two that, that we we should probably cover, and then we can probably broadly move on to which some questions. Nids getting point nerfed was questions. Nids getting point nerfed was like fucking disrespectful. They put up this like fucking chart that by the way just didn't have world leaders on it. Hilarious. Like army one debatably one of the hardest nerfed armies besides like Eldar and CSM just not even on their win rate chart at all. Um on they're purpose. Still, they're still in, they're still under CSM on BCP dude. What do you think that is? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't think about that. That's way funnier. Anyway, I'm going to try to not think about that now as I go through this. Um, the Let's talk about Tyranids. All the way at the bottom <laughs> of this fucking win rate chart, at like fourth or third from the bottom, is Tyranids. And then you pan to the MFM, and it's just like red, 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 red. <laughs> Who wrote this? Why? What the fuck? I feel like Lennon was targeted in this day. It's like, can we be? Yeah. It definitely feels that way. They were like, wait, we can't have non-British people potentially doing well at this game. Somebody's so we're gonna nerf to all of John Lennon's lists in a row. Well, no, you can tell that's not what happened because they didn't nerf custodies. And we all know oh. that John, if the Brits are ever gonna have to play him, will be playing custodies. So they just they just want that challenge again. They want to fight the custodies again. We should That's probably talk, talk about our Euro Trash team because I'm pretty sure Jack's on them for us. He is, he is. That's different. All right, let's go back the to the one more time. Okay, <laughs> Nitz, go got some really cool points drops to a bunch of monsters you still probably won't play. Um, the Screener and... Killer's <laughs> dropping to still not enough to make them playable. Note 45 is like getting to tempting. You can True. get, with the Turan effects point changes, a lot of fucking two-up save bodies in Nids now. And you can effects, yes. and you can give them all just perma cover with venom whatever's. Um, so I used that unit for about a full year. <laughs> Did not remember the name just now. Uh, but they can get cover just all the time, and that's a two up with cover. Just like walking around, doing extra battle phase, battle shock shit out of phase is really really good in the context of tyrants. So. Don't disparage. In the context of Terran, it's just doing a lot of lifting there. Tyran effects is, I think, with that 55-point drop, which is maybe playable at 190 points. I, I just maybe. With, like, double but... fucking feel no pain on two of them from the Tyrant, like, it's pretty good. I feel like there's things I would rather run before that. Like, there's so many... Like, the the, the context that, like, three... Like, two Tyran effects is three of any other monster, more or less. I think that's fine. Um, None of the other ones are that high a toughness with that many wounds or a two-up save. Horror specs are Screamer Killers. Like, are oh, and they have no monster. guns! Uh, they, have a, they have the tongue. Um, but and it has precision. <laughs> I get where you're coming from, but, like, I don't know. They don't synergize that well with a lot of what Invisible is doing now. You can't double Overwatch them anymore. Like, there's... there's couldn't before. They're also not minus one damage anymore. No, I understand, but, like... I don't know. I'm just saying, like. I, I think I, I know that going. it's kind of funny when 
like you've made an army that scoring is entirely based around biovores gargoyles and neuro neuro and then you just increase the points on all of them like Look, marginally gargoyles are fine and if anybody <laughs> they're tries fine. to claim that yes. the five point increase on gargoyles made them anything other than still probably the best issue in that book i will stop so i would like uh them to just like i mean that's a reasonable take i'm not gonna lie i should exempt gargoyles from the revive the small things stratagem <laughs> no but i think they are the small thing it makes, me, it makes me very happy nah what would you take in current Tyranids, though, in us? Since you're, swarm. I would play Swarm with Triple. He, he would just play the exact same. He list. would take a nap. He's not going to play Tyranids. <laughs> not if I have to paint a hundred guard. Not if I have to paint a hundred gargoyles on Tyranids. Not on new bases. I already did that. I already did my time on twenty five. So I'm not doing it again on twenty eight. So nice models. Yep. And then the last one that we wanted to touch on before we switch to seeing if Anthony can do this the plugs because he came late. Yep. That's we decided this while you were gone. Right. That's how democracy works. I'll just leave. Like we just won't have plugs. <laughs> you can give it a shot. Okay. I believe in you. It's not that hard. We promise. Innis does it every week. So how hard could it be? In it's <laughs> a good point. That was a pretty right. Also, Anthony, talk to us about orcs. Um, I mean, they didn't fucking change that much. They're just like already good and just remained good. I don't really understand in what world world leaders who have one third of the gt wins and fucking less x in ones somehow despite only being one percent smaller of a player base got fucking knifed in the kidneys and they were like orcs ass fine reduce the cost on battle wagons put up knobs a little bit ship it i don't know what the fuck happened Five there. points on trucks was a funnily small points change on trucks what the fuck five points. <laughs> yeah five points okay cool i'm gonna take out I don't know, now, one model. <laughs> all that said, I think if any army in the game should be blindingly OP, and it's fine, it's orcs. And that is because I, on Team USA, have a fucking stranglehold on, like, ranks one, two, and three of the good orc players. So I am perfectly happy for them to just be busted as fuck, because we benefit way more than most when that happens and as someone that's going to a bunch of team tournaments with brian over the next couple months maybe it's okay if the orcs get to just run around being fucking wild for a while <laughs> cool right we're gonna do one thing before we wrap up oh uh, space marines sorry vanguard i don't know what you guys did to like really offend games workshop yeah but black templars stole your nerves stop Vanguard still nuts, and it barely needs changes for it to be wild. Still, I've played against it already. It fucking owns. Don't be that sad if you played Vanguard. It's actually fine. It's still very good. It just it got a significantly worse nerf than anything else in Marines. Yeah, while being like it, not that much better than Templars, it went up or about as good as Templars. It went up more than it should have. I agree, but it still is just like buck wild like the play cycle's intact it's all all good don't sweat it if you're a vanguard player cool right we're gonna do one thing before we do the plugs and then we do the shoot questions i made a data sleep bingo card i think we should go through and see how many of these we feel were accurate let's go uh, given given my level of attempted prescience so this is the bingo and i don't know if i can draw on it but let's just go through and have a think about how many of these we think were accurate or not so 
a unit that got a five point a five point drop that makes it playable where it was completely unplayable before. It went down just a little bit. A couple of the demons units I think are like that, and I think you could probably check this off just from demons. Incubi would probably be an argument, but Incubi are the one. They, they got a five point drop. I, so. I feel like calling what Incubi got only a five point drop is like wildly disingenuous <laughs> yeah, to the point that it should not score the card. I think demons can <laughs> check this box though. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, There's plenty of little sure. demon units that got little drops. Yeah. Mostly okay. they're uh, A unit that fell below the $1 per point threshold. So I checked Incubi and the Succubus for this and did not immediately find one. Um, but I am not sure if there was any the other Succubus ones. Succubus is would... 45 points now. How much is 29, that? $29. Uh, so. Is that in the UK though? And No, I was, doing it in U I was doing it in US dollars because my craft okay. is in US dollars. Um, I can't think of anything offhand unless something in AdMech changed, but it didn't because we don't have enough data about them yeah, or Necrons. AdMech didn't, didn't change. Um, what about the Brotherhood Librarian maybe? for GK? Potentia went down to 55 points. They probably more than $55. They certainly might be for yeah, a probably like squad. 60 bucks. Yeah. They're like 60 bucks <laughs> per five. Or yeah, Repentia down to 55. <laughs> Zephyrm down to 60 might also be close. That's also... A point per dollar, probably roughly. Anthony so there's, did there's definitely, definitely can. They got an army nerf. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> Damn it! All the. <laughs> okay, new rule of three coven. I think we're happy to say no, nope. that didn't happen. There was nothing that was even close to that. Changes that aren't highlighted. Again, I think GW did a good job. I I will say they were changes that were over highlighted from the last data slate yeah, that I didn't. They like, also so. like they didn't quite highlight that Ren Master situation. It's real easy to miss that if you just like are <laughs> cruising through the rules changes and not paying a ton of attention. Can we also can I also shout out the Drago and Wolfen change for that? Like why were they in the index cards not the balanced data slate? I didn't even like, know Wolfen those changed. Were, so Wolfen are now plus are now strength six damage two instead of strength five damage one on the Thunderhammers. Yep. What? While we're while being 80 points. Yeah they made it slightly better in a weird spot. <laughs> <laughs> and then Drago gets an extra three inches in his charge coming out of teleport assault. Does now, that matter? Not just as well strike. as deep strike. Well, no, because he only got it from deep strike before, so you had to do it from natural deep strike or Mr. Deimos. Now he can go off the board and then do it from one, for example. Oh, teleport I, yeah. I suppose. Sure. It's it's a very meaningful buff for Drago, okay. whether that matters in the context of Grey right. Knights. But yeah, Wolfen are now strength six damage. Oh, three. they are still eighty point models with two wounds and a four point vulnerable save. Wait, uh, you can <laughs> run thirty of them for seven for. 480 points. That's very dumb. The single craziest, like, buff that I saw, <laughs> like, on all the other things are fine, but just from, like, a straight-up, like, it was one thing and now it is another, is the heavy Psy Cannon in GK. What? Plus 280. What the fuck happened there? Did, did, did it always ignore cover? No! no it ignores cover. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we're not selling enough baby carriers anymore after we nerfed them so bad in 9th edition. And so they brought it over and they're like, you know, what could we do? We could make it ignore cover, give it extra AP, and make it just better all around, right? Yeah. And suddenly all of their weapon systems got better. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I was like very confused. Um, but it's cool. It's good. Like that unit sucked, so it's good that it's better. Yeah, for sure. Right. Unit goes up because five points because of the box of this kid. Is. I'm gonna say exalt like regular eight bound cap cop this one yeah, for me. Because you played like one squad of three of those. Yeah, eight bound caught strays here. Um <laughs> like on that note, by the way, I love that like literally zero world leader list that weren't exactly the nineteen seventy-five ran Karn and he just caught it just like directly in the chest, just like a fucking twenty point increase. Like what? 
It's your fault. The, yeah. the MOE also caught just a 20-point increase despite the fact that they also made the Berserker Glaive work. That's which fine. also just feels... Nah, that feels petty. No, nah, no, nah, like that... It feels a little that's petty. That's okay. Like, they could have made the Berserker Glaive cheaper if they wanted, but the MOE is definitely, like, 120 points of data sheet, even with a nerfed Glaive. That's fine. Okay, we went a little far with Voltan points reductions. They did. Obviously, yes. Yep, they turned that they, down. They, they went back up. Gulliman goes up. Incorrect. Voltan, uh, Gulliman went down 10 points. Yeah. Heartbroken. I was really, really, truly hoping. Nice. Okay, a mid-tier army detachment change that changes nothing. Jukari. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, were there any other broad-spectrum detachment changes besides the Jukari one? I think it's really oh, just Jukari. Oh, no. I guess um, Eldar. No, Eldar, no, yeah. fuck that. Eldar, yeah. Blood Angels is this one. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's fair. Plus two, Blood Angels, plus Blood two Angels and Wolves. What oh my the goodness. fuck? I didn't even read the Wolves ones. I was like, I did the, like, that's a lot. I'm happy for you. I'm sorry. I don't know. With that one, like, I don't understand how Space Wolves <laughs> work still. We're probably going to get fucking blindsided and demolished by them at Pyra. Someone's going to hit me with 30 Wolf in it. I'm just going to be confused. But, like, I refuse. I refuse to learn what that army does. No. <laughs> okay. Um, a stat that's obviously too high on a unit that gets reduced, a curse cultist OC. Nice and simple. Yeah, I guess. Uh, why were they OC2? Because <laughs> they used to be troops. Okay. Mid-tier army detachment change that makes it tier 1. Probably Drakari. No. Okay. First of all, Drakari were not mid-tier before. You know what no I mean. argument <laughs> that Drakari were mid-tier Sure. <laughs> Second of all, Jukari was winning with them. Shut up. Second of all, <laughs> if I've learned anything, it's that anything can beat the Canadians. Second of all, <laughs> I don't have anything else. I just had to get Innes's Canadian burning. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and I also I don't think necessarily Jukari will like debut in tier one unless we're putting Gretkrons in tier zero, in which case maybe they're the bottom. Yeah, yeah then then they might be towards the tail end of one. Okay, um, army that only showed up on top tables in the last three months gets buffed. Guard? Guard. It's guard. Got damn guard. Yeah. It's it's actually funny because guard is definitely the example of a bunch of people not playing optimized guard list, dragging that win rate all the way down. Yeah. Yep. Because their win rate's like 45%. So which puts them at the very bottom of win rates. <sighs> Obviously, other buffs is a free space. I don't even know what they were, but they, they surely exist. Uh, a small FAQ change that I'm... ruins a unit. I'm sure there's it's something. It's the Juggernaut. There. I mean, it's the Juggernaut Lord. <laughs> why, why, what happened to the Juggernaut Lord? Anthony? They nerfed favor, so there's no fucking reason to take that guy now. That's not a small FAQ change. I mean, it's not a change to him at all. <laughs> Fair. I think you could argue the um, setting up doesn't count as moving for like anything that like has an on data sheet D6 move that it requires Yo, to like keep it alive. What the fuck was that about? I hate that. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, the base transport change is probably another one for that one. Like anything that's like really tiny and struggles. Yeah. Uh, Goldilocks zone. Um, did, I didn't actually watch the video, so someone else, someone else might know that one if they used the phrase or anything to refer to I'm it. Sure, they did. I, but maybe that's why they I, didn't nerf Necrons because they're in the Goldilocks zone. I rapidly scrolled through that video because I didn't want to listen to their marketing speech again because the lat I I still have psychic damage from the freaking last time that I listened to it where it was uh, strong but not dominant was the line oh, from the video and I, I couldn't even. take it again. That's Necrons right now. Mm -hmm. The rarely seen triple nerf. Uh, I think we got that one of, yeah. in, mm -hmm. in spades. Yeah. Um, compensation buffs for an army that completely breaks it. Necrons. 
Vickers didn't objectively like receive a direct buff though, right? That, that's the the reserves the reserves thing. They got buffs from that reserves thing being clarified as a. Oh yeah, they thing. get to res too, right? They can. Yeah, and they get to res. In I would honestly, yeah, I would put that in the GSE as being like, a, why is that a thing now? Yeah. But <laughs> okay. Um, Jin took out melee buff that does nothing. Nope. No, Jin took didn't even get a melee buff. They didn't even pretend. Heartful. Nope. Um, is that not change. the the ten point reduction on a melee unit? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, pure strains. There you go. <laughs> that does nothing, right? Yeah. It's a melee. Yeah, no, that's true. That that's true. That's, that's true. true. You got yeah, it. No, you're right. <laughs> okay. Uh, the battle tactics change had further ramifications than we expected. I was expecting something on this, and we obviously didn't get it. I can't believe we didn't get it, but we sure didn't. Okay. Uh, we never anticipated people would combine A and B. Uh, I'm choosing to believe that that's Fate's Messenger and Wraith Guard. I. <laughs> Or... I was going to say the splitting units and transports bit, where people were obviously splitting, like, Cabalite units down to, like, one Cabalite in Venoms or something like that. And they're like, we didn't predict that you guys would be such terrible jerks about this situation. <laughs> but now you can't do it. I hate. You suck. A simplified rule becoming unsimplified? I think That's all, all of them. Like, That's just, like, all of them. rules don't stack. How many of these yeah, same name rules don't stack. Um, all of the the modifier the modifier rules clarification uh, yeah plenty that thing with vehicles and bases is going to drive people actually insane. No, people are just like, going to get it wrong. Like you you are thinking about this entirely it. wrong. It's just going to be played wrong. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's going to break people's brains, and they're all going to play it wrong, or they're all going to play it the way that they're most used to, yeah. which is probably not what GW wants, but is what's going to happen. I don't believe any space dreadnoughts went down. I know the Redemptor went up ten points, so. Nothing there. Okay, data slate absolutely dropped one day after my tournament submission deadline. It dropped like two days after everybody's tournaments. This remember we submitted the list of the weekend. Mm. So we get that one. Wonky graph, world eaters were missing. <laughs> yeah, where are they? They just didn't want to admit where they were Dude, I, when they nerfed them that I, hard. I have a lot to say about this, and it will only make me more upset. So I'm just not gonna instead. Okay. And patent the double nerf, I think we hit the bottom right. So I think. Based on that, we cleared out the left-hand side of the graph and the right-hand side of the graph. Yep. Um, so we got, the only well thing we didn't get really was Gilliman goes up. We didn't get Gilliman goes up. We didn't get Space Marine Dreadnoughts go down. Um, we didn't actually get all our buffs, but that's fine. It's a free space. Who cares? But other than that, I mean, yeah, it depends on what you consider Drukari. Are Drukari Eldar? They're Dark Eldar. They got buffs. Yeah, actually, that's true. There is technically Yanari buffs. Ah, <laughs> look, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the spaces like 40k players read rules. <laughs> yeah. Yep, Yanari buffs. All right, Anthony, roll us into the plugs. I don't have them anywhere, so so Innis, you should probably just do the plugs. Oh, cool. I was just gonna say, check the links in the description of the video, and those are the plugs, and then just keep moving. No, we need. We need Innis to actually. We have an actual contractual, contractual obligation to do it properly. Oh, then the... yeah, you should probably do it, not me. Then, so we don't void whatever okay. contract that is. It's just right driving. I'm sure he'd have he'd have appreciated the bit. Yeah. But <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you so much, everybody, for being with us so far for what is rolling into our fourth hour of Stat Check content today alone. Um, I have done a lot of talking today. Please do remember to check out all the places we have stuff. If you want to watch all of that back content, uh, youtube.com slash statcheck. If you'd like to support us on Patreon to find out when we're doing all of this bonus stuff and talk about it with us, patreon.com slash statcheck. If you'd like to support us by picking up any of our merch, please do check out red-dragon.ca where you can see all the wonderful things like mats, 
objective markers, dice, all that sort of stuff will be coming back in stock. If you're a patron, you'll also get a 20% discount code by being part of our patron. You can check out our dice and tokens and all that kind of thing, uh, tokens and markers and all that kind of thing for like widgets uh, at, on Saltar Games' Etsy store. I believe we have a discount code, which is uh, STAT15, which will get you 15% off on anything ordered through their Etsy store. And you can check out Will and Yutani, who make all the train for WDC and a bunch of other places. You can use our code statcheck5, which there was consistency with those, but no, statcheck5, uh, which will get you 5% off on your order and also give us a small kickback to really to support us. Uh, they make great terrain. We'll be using it at WTC. I love playing on it. It's so easy to collapse and pack away. If you want to hear more of us from anybody who's doing stuff, you can check out our three other shows on the network in just over a week. Uh, Take All Comers will be debuting with Tyler, Nick, and Lucas doing their first show about on the network, where they'll be covering all of their journey through, through competitive 40k, uh, being involved in Team USA and doing events in the Pacific Northwest and across the world. Are any of those guys coming to Pyra today? No. No, shame. No. So we'll not we'll not get Pyra coverage on them, but that'll be but I'm sure they will have plenty to talk about. We have X and One and End of the Matrix, who have both, I believe, recorded last week. So you can check both of them out on our YouTube as well. That's the show all about Dad Hammer for uh, X and One and all about teams and the various things that support that for End of the Matrix. Lastly, if you're interested in getting coaching from either myself or Typist, please do check out stat-check.com slash coaching, where you can get the act where you can drop us a line if you want to work on anything for the data slate, you've got an upcoming team event, anything like that. Drop us a message, we'd be more than happy to help. It is a wonderful time to be really pushing yourself at the moment because we've got a brand new meta, Eldarar. Hopefully, hopefully I'll never see another player on the table again. Uh, I know I will never be that lucky, but truly in my heart, I do believe that it is possible that we could live in a better world. That includes Dark Eldar. Screw you both. Let's roll into show questions. Thank you again, everybody, for being with us. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Recommend us to a friend. That's the one we really enjoy. If you want to leave us a question that you definitely get answered, you can either super chat us in the YouTube chat or you can drop into our Patreon and leave it in the show questions. With that, Nathan, take us away. All right. Um, also, as a funny note, if you join our Patreon, you can join in our vibe check leagues. And right now, there's like a vote going on, and I think the teams players are very disappointed. Teams, I don't care. Teams, teams is not winning. I really need to do <laughs> and how for fast? The last one. Oh my goodness! <laughs> also, singles has caught up in that voting so fast that they're now tied. By the way, which I think every teams player in the Discord is like very confused so, by. I'm gonna make the next one doubles just to make people suffer. <laughs> That's a combination of singles and teams, and make I love people, it. make people schedule four people at the same time. <laughs> Amazing. All right, we're going to go into show questions, and it's already told you all the caveats. If you join our Patreon and give us $5 a month, you can get your question answered no matter what. If you super chat us, you will also get your question answered no matter what. Let's not go with no matter what. If you ask us a really dumb question, we do reserve the right to skip it. Um, That's true. That doesn't happen if, often, but looking at you, Every Chris. now and then. There's a question in here that I definitely am going to read, even though it's very stupid and reminds me of some of the old Eric questions that we used to get about David Gaylord. Um, but... We're going to start with Patreon questions, and we're going to go with Preston first, which is, what's your favorite type of fine-grained foliated homogenous metamorphic rock derived from an original shale type sedimentary? Why are there two of these rock composed of clay or volcanic ash through low-grade regional metamorphism? That's just slate. The answer is slate. Uh, Stop uh, it. I thought it was nice. That's a good uh, one. I'm pretty sure that's, that's slate. I, fucking, I think it's... Dude, Preston's the best, man. He's so funny. Could it, could it be, be Feldspar? I don't know. I'm, I'm not really dropping my stones. <laughs> Man, I thought this question was asked twice, actually, so I blamed somebody else in the chat for it, but I'm just going to blame Preston now. Yeah. It's fine. Um, Doug asks, how is Slate? I think we answered this a little bit. I give it a C, maybe a C plus. I'll tell you on Friday. Gets a D for now. <laughs> it's the uh, best of the edition. That's not true. C minus. 
<laughs> that is not even remotely true. Nope, that's not even close. In fact, no. <laughs> it's worse than the last slate, which is a surprise. Yeah. Um, Dave asks, how do AJ and I get more international members of the Stat Check crew to come to Scotland for the Celtic Cup? I have plenty of beer tokens as a starting point. I think that is the world's out today. Well, I'm probably not going to that. When is that, though? Yeah. Uh, when is that, though? Uh, the 20... Uh, when is like it in the, relation to Cali Cup, I feel like, is the real question. Two weeks after Cali Cup. Oh. Yeah. I mean, if you if you can figure out a way for me to get like a free hotel out of the bargain, maybe I'll go. I don't know, man. Oh, we can definitely do that. I can, that I can be convinced, there. but give me dates because I've always wanted to go. So yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, so. I'm more depending, more tempted to try and get the polls over. Depending on what it is in November, actually, if Anna has time off around it, I could be convinced if we can make it more monetarily easy. That could be real. Same space, basically. Yeah. But also, uh, if you want to come to the Celtic, the Celtic. Celtic, Celtic Cup. In I feel Scotland. like you should they're know. Very different words. They're, <laughs> they're both the, they're both words that are used in the Glasgow context, which is the problem. Oh. Um, yeah, if you're interested in coming out, it is. I want to say the 23rd and 24th of November. It'll be in Glasgow. Uh, it's on a little place in the outskirts that I don't know. I don't have the details of, but we'll pull, I'll post all the details in the statute properly, and I'll plug it properly on the show when um, tickets go live in March. But if you're interested in coming along, it is going to be a five round with top cut to top four super major with 102 players. We should have a stream and all that good stuff set up. Um, we're really looking forward to supporting it. Sachek will be sponsoring it in some capacity that we're still working out the details for. Um, but yeah, do come along if that is something that interests you. It will be the first ever super major in Scotland. Awesome. Sean asks, and I blamed him for the question that I thought of before because it was just long before seeing it. Uh, would the game be substantially more interesting if Precision interacted with Lone Up at all? I find that 90% of the time using Precision to actually target a character in a squad is not very useful, with the durability buff characters potentially being the exception, and only when you have pre enough Precision to kill them before the rest of the squad is dead. Do you think Precision should be able to break Lone Up, essentially, I guess is the question. Probably, but I also think it would require some changes to the general availability of precision in order to actually be meaningful because there's not a ton of it in the game i think that'd be kind of cool it'd make the existing examples of it quite good i don't know that'd be cool i'm always down Definitely. with both my eliminators now that i learned they're not damage three tears <laughs> um, uh full vo red raven 84 uh hey long time listener first time patron and is it is it linguine e or linguine linguina linguinil? I don't know. It's like Anthony, an I. Did you, did you cover this one for me? No, he asked you. Yeah, yeah I asked and you I'm asking. I'm asking you to educate no. this dumbass white guy. I don't. I also. I'm a dumbass white guy. This is the blind leading the blind around here, bro. What do you want from me? <laughs> Look, uh, man. I would, I, have, even... I would have pronounced it like the guy from Ratatouille, which is linguine, as I, I believe. Yeah. But that is probably a. You know who probably somebody. knows the answer to this question? Dom. Dom Fulvio. probably knows the answer to this question. I bet Fulvio knows. That's why he's asking. Oh, the worst. Uh, somebody, somebody in chat, record us a voice message so we can listen to how it's properly please done. Don't, please don't Glarg, Glarg don't may also it. know the answer to that question, but anyway. I don't know, man. It's just linguine. I the closest I've been to real Italian food isn't that close. I've never been to Italy, guys. Yeah. Uh, John asks, so should I play pure Harlequins or GSC for the next couple of months, and why? Both are you ready, painted, oh, and playable. Probably play GSC, not pure Harlequins. Pure Harlequins sounds like stuff. If you're gonna play pure Harlequins, at least put like a night spinner and fling in there. If you're gonna play pure Harlequins, just like put an <laughs> extra spike on them and play Drakari. Like, <laughs> just shove an avatar of Kane in there just for fun. How maybe, much do you, you know? want the Harlequin attachment to just be a carbon copy of the Drakari one? I wouldn't complain. <laughs> 
I just want what I um, want is a carbon copy of Light from Ninth, but they're not going to do that. So <laughs> you're not getting that. No. <laughs> Mother of Christmas! Too many people trying to ping me at the same time. Uh, AJ from Saltier Games asks, "Thank you. My brain, no work, no good. What are your guys' goals for this year coming, and what events are you looking forward to?" Uh, the next three months are going to be fucking bedlam. Uh, doing Pyra into Euro Trash into Alpine is going to be an experience. A good one. Uh, yep. But an experience. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I just, uh, I'm, I don't really have any, like, goals like that. I'm just really looking forward to enjoying doing a bunch of team events with my homies. Um, the functional death, as far as I'm concerned, of the ITC and my, like, willingness to do singles means that I'm not really chasing best in factions anymore. Also, I've gotten one for every one of my favorite factions at this point, so I don't really feel the need to chase that dragon really hard unless I, like, trip into a bunch of single success and, like, happen to get one again this year. Um, or they somehow start scoring team events differently. Um, so, yeah, I just want to want to win all the team events I go to, but past that, I don't really have, like, goals, per se. I'm going to win War Masters. That's my goal. Fuck yeah. That's it. Strong. Do it. Ambitious. I like (laughs) it. I'm going to force Anthony and Ennis to teach me how to do that. My my goal is just to get Nathan to finish day two. Um. (laughs) Look, man, I'll finish day two if they got backpacks. You just have to not disappear from mic checks this time. Yeah. Okay. Next. Uh, and for uh, me, it's uh, more or less the same as Anthony, except I don't. There's two that I'm like, do as well as we can, and three that I want to win, and then we'll figure out. I'm like, Fair. that I want to win, and we'll figure out also, the rest later. All white M twenty one is correct. If I win War Masters, I'm going to hold up a damn printed sign that says War Master Metal Soft. E- EU Metal Soft. Yeah, yeah. The EU only way that it, yeah, EU Metal Soft is what I'm going to hold up in front of everyone. Logan asks, how many more eyes will we need to keep on Necrons? All of them. We don't have enough Actually, fucking eyes, eyes to keep eyes it's on them. very funny that they were at the 56% red zone in the graph that GW posted in their article where they weren't nerfing them. It could have just, while, it could have just been like, we checked the stats, and they were fine. <laughs> they could have just, just lied. They could have lied. Yes. They could have fudged the number, and I would have just been like, I don't know where they get their data from, but for some reason, Necrons are lower than they're supposed to be. But instead... That would have been a better situation. They should have just lied to me. I prefer lies. Derek asks, regarding the slate, are we laughing or are we crying? I don't know that I'm crying, but I'm certainly not laughing. I'm laughing. It's all right. I'm like shrugging. Every Necron player Shrugging. sucks. It'll be fine. Shrugging is a good way to put Yeah, Gitto, notoriously bad at the game. It's okay. Yep. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible player. Right. Bryn, Bryn asks, why did they hurt my WE so bad? I, Bryn, if I can figure it out, I'll fucking let you know, homie. But I don't have a good answer. And there are a lot of questions today. Uh, Dan F asks, are demons good now? Maybe. Probably. Uh, good good is a frame second... of mind, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Full. Fulvio asks, does the Berserker Glaive add adds on top of the WE charge bonus? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Dan, I'm not going to answer this question on air, and I don't think we should. Um, ben says, now that we have Slate... Yeah, I'm not asking... We're not answering that question. It's not fair or reasonable. Yeah. Ben asks, now that we have Slate, what's your picks for top eight factions for teams? Asking for a friend who is... Me. I don't know. 
that's like as close as Fucking i can get it. like sorry yeah there's like 14 t- uh, factions that could probably make an eight and then like five more that are like peripheral to that so it's tough right now and then like two more that like if you had a really good player you could argue yeah and probably not be that wrong yeah yeah so alex w asks for someone who has a list submission for a gt in a few days and no time to practice any new lists how would you go about list making in the immediate fallout of the data slate? Stay with old concepts or simply netlist what seems good? Uh, Question. Just netlist. Yeah, netlist, that's a tough situation to be in. If you're more specific about it in a given factions channel and tag me in it, I'll try and help you. There you go. Take take what other uh, people are doing that works. If they're, if you don't see anything, play what you were, were, what you had before and try to cram in like some new stuff that got points decreases or change positively because of the rules if you can make it work. <laughs> don't sweat it too hard. Ben asks a question that I don't think is answerable, but then asks a question for Innes, which is, what are the must-eats in Scotland? Munchie box. You have to try a munchie box, <laughs> deep-fried Mars bars, dragon soup, haggis. Uh, I was denied your to... second choice. Yeah, but we got we got, we got got one for typhus and mycin. What the fuck? <laughs> I've spent so much time in Scotland. <laughs> well, you'll just have to come for Cali Cup then, and we'll get what is a What is a pizza crunch? It's, it's a deep-fried pizza. <laughs> Okay. How are you guys more Midwestern than Midwestern? They're not. Somehow. They're, they're not. Look, they just aren't. I've been to We're both. Not. They aren't. <laughs> not even a little bit. I don't know. No, Ben, it's not answerable, and I'm not even trying to. Griggs asks, do the point changes for Codex Marines open up new builds, or are they simply just a nerf? I think a lot of the... I, I, it's impossible to answer for the Marines, right? Like, because when the Marines book dropped, none of us saw like most of the builds that are run now. So we'll let you know in a couple weeks after the smart people play the army for a while. Look, man, <laughs> all I'm saying is somebody is going to put 480 points of Wolfen on the table and it's going to be really good and it's going to suck. Yeah. Um, because they fight on death and they're not fast, but you can play them in Gladius and then they are fast. And let's, I, I, I'm annoyed that Wolfen might be viable. Um, just in general, yeah. I mean, I think they have the same damage profile as Deathwing Knights while being. Um, I actually love that, but just one, better. Yeah, a Wolfen is 16 points a model, a Deathwing Knight is 59. Well, just there, for comparison, there's a small difference between them, but if we ignore that, that that's true. Look, I'm just talking output, yeah. like <laughs> three times as expensive, and then some almost four times as expensive. And they're not that different defensively. Like, they're the same toughness. They have the same invulnerable save. You get two Wolfen for every one. Like, I get it. I this get is it. the new but Anthony leans at, at screen thing. Is his side lean going oh, I really hate. I really hate Space Wolves, and I'm annoyed that they might even be close to play. Can I go? Can I just go with that? So I'm hyper. Sure, that's fine. All right. That's fine. All right. We're going to go with the next Space question. Space Wolves are from... basically dead. No. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck? We're going to stop you while you're digging this hole deeper. Richard says, I have lift submission soon. Is it silly to jump on the golden gravy train from Marines? I have some custodies. Look, now that custodies got a buff, it, I do want to see how it, high I can finish, but my reps have been mostly Marines. The answer so to this is entirely on like your play and comfort level. Like If you've played a bunch of custodies in the past and you're familiar with their play cycles and you want to go back to the thing that you're more comfortable with, ball out. They're pretty good now but also a monkey on opium could probably for a moment so that's largely true <laughs> <laughs> all right stan johnson says what do you think eldar lists look like going forwards um msu bullshit out the ass possibly yanari Innis, Innis, I know you hate Eldar, but please give an actual answer anthony please don't say night spinner i am so sorry dan but the answer <laughs> does involve dice spinners. 
<laughs> the, the, the answer is see all of the stuff that you ran in your army before that had a toughness <laughs> higher than six that isn't night spinners just fucking throw it out yeah. put in more check yeah you're gonna get rid of all that shit and you're gonna take the way too fast stuff and you're gonna leave the avatar in there and you're gonna pray you don't pair necrons who are gonna fuck you like they owe you money or like you owe them money and <laughs> Aside from exactly that, you do get to just stunt on Drukari if you play triple spinner, triple spider. You get to just ruin their day. You get to jam spiders at them, kill three of their transports with indirect, kill two of those units, and then kill another one in Overwatch, and just be like, who's the real elves, bitch? But aside I mean, like, you, from you that... Could fire those, you could split fire those war spider squads probably three ways oh, as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and once all that's done, you get to go, oh, man, didn't you guys just get buffed a whole bunch? and watch the Drukari player try not to cry. <laughs> yeah, Lance ain't mean shit when you were wounding me on twos already. When you're already dead. Dead models don't have Lance or Obsec. The follow-up question is, do you think it's actually worth chasing fate dice with Eldred slash Guardians? Nah. Or should we just treat them as a nice-to-have fun Take a thing? a unit of the morons, put them on your home field, get a couple extra fate dice, and have something <laughs> to hold your home field. You maybe, like, take the enhancement with a sort of Windrider or don't, something now. If you don't really waste your time to. on that. Just take, like, Fate's Messenger and put it on one of the most insane loan ops they've ever written in the Death Jester and laugh at people as... <laughs> that guy was not in lists. It's so rude! <laughs> but now he is! He's back! How did Fuegan not go up? That's Dude, the Wayleaper with no changes <laughs> blew my mind. I was oh, I was not happy earlier today. All, all Scarry says in chat is Dem's fighting words, by the well, way. Unfortunately, Just, you know. you're not fighting because you're dead. Because yeah. Anthony's army is <laughs> so. yeah. Look, Scarry, I, I want to believe, but I've I've seen the, the shadows. I've seen the darkness that is being on the receiving end of the spinner as a venom. And it's not good. <laughs> What I will say, Scarry, have... is I'm sure you'll do very well in Canada. Uh... All right. We have a lot more questions to get through, oh, apparently. Like it's fine. I don't know where <laughs> to be. I, I got like a multi-part question in here from Cliff. What the fuck is this thing? There is this is seven-part question. Um, is Luke S, is GW punishing World Eaters players for Nas's sins? Uh, is yes. that why the balance yeah. data slate yeah. was delayed? I actually yeah. really support this view of things. <laughs> I think that World Eaters got hit because of Nas. I didn't do shit. Yeah. Eight, eight bound in rhinos, eight nerfs to the army. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Scar says he just loves being the underdog. Uh, we know. Way, so congratulations. <laughs> For violence, there's a seven-part question. Okay. And it's all grilled cheese question. Ugh. As a gr Cliff, as a the first <laughs> as a grilled cheese expert, <laughs> Cliff has would love to hear about your approach. Step we I guess we can all answer this question. No, just want. Anthony. No, okay. I refuse. Right. What what kind of bread? Uh whatever bread I happen to have at the time. This time it was like white Italian bread. Not very interesting. Butter. Butter on the bread or melted in the pan? Yes. <laughs> 2A, if on the bread, on the pan side only or on both? On the pan side. 2B, unsalted butter or salted butter? Salted. Which kind of cheese? This time I used the shredded Mexican cheese that I had used to make a burrito earlier in the day. 
I love that. That's my one of my favorites. I won't lie. How many slices of said cheese? I do, I, I do not have the ability to do the math of how many <laughs> slices of the shred like come together. That's not me. That's the rest of the network. Until it was covered in like a reasonable. Layer, yeah, yeah. Right? It was like I tried. You know, Anna doesn't love cheese, but she still wanted a grilled cheese. So I did like not a ton of the cheese. So it was more about like the salty bread. I think that she was into. What level of browning? Uh, not crazy. Just like a reasonable toasting. Sprinkled bits of cheese on the pan side or left classically unsprinkled? Classically unsprinkled, mostly because I'm an ape and I would burn the shit out of myself if I tried to do it the other way. Did you put any add-ins on it? If more than one, please rank them. The, uh, so I cheated a little bit with this to make it taste better the way I cheat with most food that I make in that I like put a bunch of butter on one side of the bread and then put adobo on it and then flip that bitch over and put adobo on the other side and buttered that shit too. Mm. And that was real good and makes anything you do taste better. If you live in the United States, you can get adobo for almost nothing in the ethnic food aisle and it makes everything you'll make taste better. I won't lie. I do the same thing, but with chili crisp, essentially. I just put it in the middle, though, yeah. so that you get like a little extra bit. Nice. It. Yeah, the uh, adobo is like hard cheating. It's like, do you want your food to taste infinitely better and not want to use more than one type of spice? Just pull out this nonsensically <laughs> sized thing of adobo. That's a dollar. <laughs> Shake that shit on there. Look, it's because you can adobo anything. That's true. You just adobo. Correct. You can adobo anything. If you're making something, you can question. just adobo it. Yep. What? what the fuck's adobo? It is a... It's like a Filipino seasoning, I think, right? No fucking clue where it comes from. It's just like salt, spices, bit of pepper, go nuts. Fair enough. That does sound pretty good. I can't remember anymore. Yeah, just Google adobo seasoning. It will come up, bud. Yeah. I'm also going with... I didn't actually know what word Anthony was saying for like a decent portion of that, but yeah. <laughs> I'll make you something with it the next time you're here, and you'll be like, oh, that's just good. And Anthony's clearly not very good at cooking, so this must be something else happening here. <laughs> I don't, yeah, but let's keep going. Uh, Dan F. asks, what is the best bread for French toast? Whatever you have available. Brioche, surely. Brioche is the best one, it's true. The, the best French, the best French toast is the French toast that you have on your plate, so whatever you can make it with. <laughs> what was that in it? So what kind of French toast? He knows. Scott... M asks, with, like with, toast, but... with Slate now upon us and seeing T-Suns get nothing, would you have made any changes? I think they drag Necrons, so I think they might actually be fine. I think they should have nerfed them again, just for the fun. I don't like that T-Suns play 11th edition while the rest of us are stood around jerking off. I hate that. I Can I just say how much I hate being able to move after you arrive from reserve still? I That is the fucking worst change they've ever made. Fucking ship it. I'd rather have released dev wounds than that shit. Fuck, I hate that so much. Look, I would be okay with you dropping Magnus 100 points if you got rid of that rule. Yeah. Just can't, can't come in from reserve and move with anything. Fuck Shadow Spectres, fuck Fire and Fade, fuck movie again. Chronomancer. Just, yep, none of that. Yeah. Get rid of it, and you can drop Magnus 100 points and give Rubrics full wound rerolls if your opponent's deployed. And I'll, <laughs> I, won't, I won't care. Yeah. Yeah. The next question we answered already, so I'm just going to say tell you that Derek said, Anthony, hope your weekend goes well and the slate isn't causing too much stress. No, it's been pretty much fine. My new job is so dope that, like, most of the time now, when, like, 40k stuff happens, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, you know, fucking, this is a day in the office, whatever, man, go play some fucking bad world leaders and figure it out. Like... <laughs> this bad, next... bad world leaders what you're calling Drakari. Oh... Uh... 
that's not nice. The next question is from, <laughs> from Scott, which is Kasserkin in transports? Yes or no? Or are they simply better on the board walking in from reserves? You should do whatever the fuck David did to me when we played. Those things were real good. <laughs> I think no, personally, but I can see the argument for both. I'll... They can't order themselves in transports, which is a little stretchy. And they, they now? They're not officers, so they don't... No, because they're not officer keywords. So oh, they okay. That's good. So I think they're a little a little better on the board. Isaac Isaac is really pulling it out for for guard players out there. Is there a good guard list to just copy and try out? Nas is Nottingham. Nassim Fashane is Nottingham list. Just play that, change it a little bit for the Manicore Cup, for the Manicore change. You'll be fine. Do you clean out your app list post-data slate? No, because then I'd have to pay for the app and make, like, to be able to make Lewis. Yeah, I have all I, the ones I made during the free trial. Look, I haven't like given Games Workshop money for models and fuck knows how long, but I will pay those guys every month. This list, like the list writing app is fucking great. Like it works really well. All the stuff's right there. I'm going to get a bunch of codex codes for getting best in faction world leaders. And like all the info being right there is really good. The next one is also from Isaac, which is also I want to play at my local store since I moved to a new city more but I feel like I am doing some significant seal clubbing. My old store was very competitive, but this one is not as much. I have yet to lose a game at an RTT or pick up, and while I want to become more involved, I don't want to be the guy that keeps beating up on non-hyper-competitive players. Should I just play a bad list, try not to play as well? What is the best option? I think option? the thing that I would do, and what I've done in the past when I ran into the situation, is I try and just like upskill the group, um, and that usually involves a lot of like doing some not playing yourself and doing a lot of like watching them play each other and being like, hey, you could do this instead of this and watch that go like this. Um, and that usually helps. If you want to get like really into it, you can run like a night at your local for this where it's like, hey, on Thursday, whatever is this like competitive night. And then you like pair people off and do stuff uh, like that. Um yeah, that's, like, one of the ways to do it. It also depends on, like, where you're at. Like, if you move to, like, a reasonably sized city in the U.S., there's probably, like, other stores that are nearby and you can get, like, a competition thing going, maybe. I don't know. There's, there's some options. But also, you can sandbag armies. It's not that big. If you have another army available, really like, go and play some ad mech. It's, it's not the most... It's not actually that bad. Like, when you're playing a bad army, but you're, like, flexing a little bit, and you're really like, hey, I can see if I can make this work, it can be interesting in a different way. It's... Not the same as like trying out for like a tour, like you know, practicing for a big tournament, but it can help, and it's a good way of like getting stuff out of still playing those games. Yeah. The the next question is from Dan F, which is why is it FC Celtic but Celtic ancestry? I have no idea. <laughs> Easy enough. I'm not from Glasgow. I'm sorry. The next question is from Paul. Imperial Knights good now, or are their standing nerfs too much to make them good? Imperial Knights weren't good on tenth release. They're not good now. <laughs> Jack Chapman asked, like Deathwatch, who were also terrible and kept losing to them. <laughs> is it better to get no changers after all this time, Tau, or get nerfed? I thought Tau kind of got nerfed. Yeah, Tau got nerfed. Did they get no changes. No, I got buffed. Riptides went down. Yeah, oh, prices went up. Like it kind of washed a little bit. Dude, Riptides are so fucking good. Derek asks get... or says, uh, "Glad to hear your job is going so well, Anthony." Thanks. That's not a question, Derek. <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Anthony feel good for some reason today. Apparently, and that's apparently the goal for the day. There you go, buddy. <laughs> uh, now, <laughs> so tower still fine despite the small nerf slash yeah, buff kind of offsets. Is basically what we're gonna tower, tower okay. fine. Um, we may not end up taking them to Pyra, but they're ultimately like 
a perfectly fine army for singles and teams. Um, I don't really know what their response to Satan and shit is, but maybe singles is struggle, but we'll see. All right, now we're going to go into Super Chats from YouTube. So you guys have a couple minutes, essentially, if you want to Super Chat some more. Well, there have been so many questions, I'm not going to pull as many questions from chat today. Uh, that one guy says, hyped for Cali Cup 2024. Hope to see you guys there. Here's some money for all the content. Yo, Thank you, dude, that one job. guy, Yo. for the $10. Cali Cup sold out, like, immediately. I'm super excited for next year. I fucking love that event. Yeah, I'm looking forward to one... forward to hopefully getting back out again. Ben says, I ben. see Kitty. I spend money. It's that simple. I don't see Kitty anymore, Anthony. She's, she's over there. You want to see her? Yes. Oh. Nichols looks we're going like to in- explore some more of Anthony's bedroom, apparently. Aww. Also, I will continue to say that you should have somebody look at you the way that Anthony's cat looks at him <laughs> when he is chilling with her. Yeah, everybody. That's just what you. Sh- that's what you deserve in life. Tim Penny continues to launder money through us, uh, two dollars at a time, saying Archon Vanilla this time. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully, Red Rum. Red Rum says, "Isn't a way to play WE now to abuse the for the Blood God to re-roll?" I assume that's the stratagem for rolling after you kill a unit. Yeah. Um, to re-roll it's the only way. often blessings and use them either to bring Angron back or get better blessings. You were already doing that um, most of the time, and the sequencing of getting that buff is usually not super significant for getting something like Advance and Charge. You can use it to like add a sequence, get the Field on Pain and stuff. But yeah, like. You know, you'll try. Like, it's what you got. That's the only way to get more rolls. So you'll do what you can to use the tools you got. Um, I am very much in, like, a... I was very upset, like, full disclosure, when I first saw the World Eater changes. Um, I've thankfully since had a little bit of time to, like, calm down a bit about it all. Um, But, like... Ultimately, at the end of the day, for world leaders, you're going to just, like, play a pretty similar archetype. Like, don't stress yourself out about Forge Fiends and Hellbrutes and, like, the shit that already wasn't good. It's still bad. Don't play 120 Jackals. That is much worse now um, because the world leader Demon Prince aura changed. The, like, it's going to be less reliable. That's okay. Like, maybe something in there rolls out as an army. I need to test it to see it. The issue with testing in 40k is that you frankly don't get that many test games. You just don't. Like, even when you, like, take a week to go burn and, like, play with top players and stuff, you're going to come out of that with some level of bias depending on how the roles just went, right? And those units and the buffs and eaters, you might get them, you might not. It just depends. We'll see how it goes. The next one is from OnePlus Saves, which says, do you think infiltrate redeploy change is important? I think it's a mistake. I think I have broadly, for most armies, this is going to net to, if you have a redeploy and infiltrates, you are better if you win the turn roll at blocking up other infiltrators and you'll be worse if it happens back to you. So, for example, the Gene Star cults, you can like have a squad with um, the infiltrate ability and you can string it across your points deployments on 9 away so that they can't infiltrate their own units into anywhere relevant and then you can redeploy them back and now you don't just have to put them in your deployment zone you could put them like into a ruin in midfield for example so you get a little bit better staging a bit like that i think in that in that case it's like it's marginal but noticeable like it's, i don't think it's particularly like a big deal 
but it's also like didn't really need to change. Then you have like exactly Vanguard Terranids, where it's like, oh, okay, if this detachment was good, that'd be terrifying. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, that detachment is still terrible. Uh, as much as I really want to try, it. I'm still going to try it because maybe that changes enough that it just gets it over. But it's one of those like, you know, eighth edition Raven Guard style things where it's like this really shouldn't be a thing. Um, because yeah. I can just deploy three units like a moron and then redeploy them like a moron anywhere I want and like hard alpha you. So in that sense, it's one of those rules that just like has very, very little gain from existing. And it's like such marginal upside for such massive potential downside. But yeah, bad, bad change, I think. The next one is from James Workshop, who's asking if Adobe tastes good. I don't know. I've never tried eating a PDF before, so going to have to yeah, pass along. I'm unsure. But Adobo, Adobo is cheating. Yeah. Uh, Long Shoto asks, guards, Death Rider Squadron, and Commander, thoughts on their hard screening ability? I don't know shit about that, you know. Well, give me one second to look it up. You guys do the next one. Okay. All right. Next question is from Gogo Gleno. Um, as a Necron player, what do you think the meta response is going to be that I should watch out for, consider over the next few weeks? It depends a lot on which version of the Necrons you're playing. Um, if you're playing Hypercrypt, obviously. Depends on how many Satan you're running. Broadly, people will probably have some level of answer to a monolith, I imagine. Um, if you're playing the Wraith builds in Canoptic Court, it's a little different. Um, the answer to those is frankly a little less clean than a lot of the answers to a lot of the other stuff. Um, but they're a little easier to like jam up, out OC, etc., etc. Um, ultimately, one of the reasons Necrons is so good, they can't really respond to it super great kind of just does its thing and then you either score more than them or you don't and that's kind of it okay so uh a death core a death course create death register squadron with commander has infiltrate and the move d6 when your opponent and scores them ability so you can like put them like stronger across your deployment zone and they move at turn one and then you like leave the first and then you slam straight forwards yeah. to block other stuff or move away and stuff like that it's expensive it throws away an assassinate in an army that can already be vulnerable to that and I don't really know what it does in other games where that's not beneficial or you lose first drop and your opponent just like puts an infiltrator down on themselves. Uh, it's not something I've seen showing up much. It could be interesting, but I'm, I don't know. There's a lot of fly in the meta that it does nothing against. It's a lot of, it's a decent amount of points to throw away. I'm, I'm not altogether that sold. Yeah. And then the last question for the evening is going to be from Specs, which is Innis, thoughts on Patriarch plus 10 Steelers as an option in GSC now? It's okay for 255 in a world where aberrants are like a 400 and odd points commitment. Like, it's nice to have a backup melee option that isn't absurdly expensive. I actually like the idea of five, maybe a little bit more, just not as like not as much of a commitment that can, you know, use its, um, like their infiltrators advance and charge, which is a pretty good combination just in general. Um, you know, you have a lot of ability to put turn pressure on. The Patriarch has a Battleshock ability, which if you time it right, could be reasonably relevant in terms of like denying primary and stuff like that um like or not denying but like i'm um, scoring primary yourself or scoring secondaries like it seems okay um running characters directly at your opponent is always a problem just like has where it's very easy to put assassinate the army isn't that great at pressuring you to stop like your opponent from just scoring homers or something like that so maybe marginal upside but having a unit that doesn't die to a stiff breeze might be interesting uh if you're playing against triple night spinners you will cry um and then there actually is one last question in the Discord from Tori, which is, how do I win the mirror match and accept that I'm playing Custodes instead of continuing to slog through these Necrons that I hate? Um, There was one more I wanted to show. I think just play, like, you know, 
It's pretty straightforward. Like, you like custodies, Tori. You know you do. Just fucking go play them. Like, they smash big things. You live in Alaska. Most of your meta is big shit. Just go tear apart the big dudes. Um, I was like, one last one. Somebody asked about, and I'm struggling to find it, but somebody asked asked about the um, Turreted Swarm plus Triple X screen build. Uh, Basically, it's the list that Sam, uh, that Tyler's been playing recently. I think Tyler took it to LVO. Tyler did not take that video. He played GSC there, but he's been he's been playing it a bunch just in general, like through scrims and stuff. Very broadly, it's really nice to be able to answer um, armies that shoot you by shooting them back. Um, it's a pretty good thing to do when you have an army that's broadly pretty unkillable. X screens are fairly CP independent; they're okay at standing still, and your opponent you're very good at like ta- like shutting down sight lines and move blocking to let X screens kind of do their thing. They're resilient enough, and you um, like like I said, you don't need to spend CP on them. Um, they also like the reroll ones is like reasonably meaningful when you're firing a bunch of um like spine like spine fists and stuff like that with lethal hits like it can add up in terms of damage um and you don't really need the high turret in that build just play the target on like the neuro turret and death leaper you'll trim a bit of the scoring to fit it in now i think but it, it's just a very solid little army it has its bad matchups it has its good matchups but it's very capable of going on very deep runs into tournaments as sam pope showed at lvo with a variant of that sort of list it's also it's like good fun and crushes your opponent's soul, which I consider having a lot of merit. Um, <laughs> the idea of like showing up in round like eight of a tournament and just being like looking in your opponent's deploying that shit against you, and you're like, oh my god, I have to think about this now. Like, has value. <laughs> uh, yeah. I won't lie. Now I'm gonna go look up that list after this just to see what it looks like because I do have Tyranids just sitting around. If I, if I didn't have to rebase and if I didn't have to rebuy. Termagants, I would 100% be trying it out right now. But the idea of like building and painting flesh border, like I have like 90 devil gaunts, like devourers, and like 150 flesh borders and three spine fists. And I need like 75 spine fists and like spike webs and like the all the guns that came in the box. And I'm like, I'm not, I just can't do it. Not, not again. I've painted so many gaunts that the idea of painting more because they're on bigger bases and nicer models with different guns of the, the two I have, it, it, I can't do it. Yeah. That's fair. And on that note, we're out of questions. Thank you, everybody who sent in Super Chats for the money. Thank you to all the Patreons also for paying for Patreon and asking questions. I will do one last shout out for the um, for a couple of things. Uh, Jeremy wrote a bunch of art, helped out with a bunch of the articles on Goonhammer. So he did the um, like the, the field manual review and the data set review and all of that sort of thing on Goonhammer. Do go check them out for all of their 10th edition Ballast Data Slate coverage. Jeremy was a big help there. Uh, and thank you to Goonhammer for giving the opportunity to like use his stats and all that kind of thing. It's great for us to get out there, but it's also nice to see that level of like coverage and doing that. He also did the um like the end of the previous meta review. Also, we did two and a half hour coverage where we went through with a fairly fine tooth comb all of the changes from uh, the data slate, the indexes, uh, index cards, the neutral card attachment, all that sort of stuff. That is, if you go into the live section on youtube.com slash stat check, you can see the two and a half hour piece of content that we produced also today. And this wraps up the four and a half of hour of me doing coverage today on the balance data slate. So it's been super interesting hearing everybody's opinions and thoughts on it. Uh, but myself, Tim, and Jeremy went through that. If you want to hear opinions from a bunch of people besides myself, Anthony, and Nathan on you know, armies that those guys play that uh, weren't covered here in as much depth. If you want to hear specifically things like um, Death Guard, Demons, um, Votan Sisters, all that kind of stuff, there was a, a, a very amount in there. And I went a lot more in depth on my factions as well than I did today because this one was a little bit more about Anthony and Nathan. With that said, don't panic. Somebody will figure out a build, build that beats Necron somewhere. Maybe. Um, let's, we can, we can, we can hope. Uh, 
somebody figured out the way to beat CS, be although with CSM, nobody else had spotted. Maybe it'll happen. Give it some time. There's another one in three months. It can't be that bad. This is not the meta that we're playing WTC on, so I don't have to worry that much. Have a wonderful evening, everybody. Good luck if you're at a tournament this weekend. If you were at the ITT in Coventry this weekend, come and say hi to me. I'll be more than happy to say your name. As always, please introduce yourself. If you come to the tournament, we speak for more than two seconds because I will not know your name. Um, have a great weekend. Anthony, Nathan, anything you want to close out on? Buck Necrons. Bye-bye. For more shows like this, check out the Goonhammer Media Network. More info at media.goonhammer.com.